And welcome to another special edition of Create a New Tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich. I'm here in Denver, Colorado, and I'm talking to Chris Gieske, who is a uh, strength and conditioning coach. He was a military vet who started his career helping to uh, rehabilitate uh, wounded vets as well. So I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about who he is and why uh, we're here, why we're talking. All right. Well, my name is Chris Gieske, as I already said. I'm, I'm a strength conditioning coach and I have a, a neurological background through Z Health. Um, and I got started in that through um, getting medically discharged from the military, actually, um, to, due to a lot of back pain, um, a lot of hip pain, knee pain, shoulders, you know, different things like that. And uh, the first time I went to this place called LifeQuest Transitions, they had this big Z Health banner, right? And we were kind of almost voluntold to go. <laughs> you know, I love that term voluntold. Um, so I went in there. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't know what this is all about, but they're talking about all this neurological training and then doing a little bit of strength conditioning on top of that. And I met a friend and mentor of mine named Dr. Grove Higgins. And he started just doing some ankle mobility work with me. And when I didn't have very much mobility in my back at the time, I could only bend, you know, just a, a few inches before I just had excruciating lower back pain. And after just doing a few like ankle drills, mobility drills, I was almost touching the floor and it floored me because I was like, there's no way that something so stupid could have worked so well, you know? And so over time I started going there and I got myself better and I started feeling really good. And um, there's another program out there called the Mission Continues. And basically what they did is they let you volunteer at any nonprofit and they'd give you a stipend. So I decided to start to work for um, LifeQuest and I, they, they allowed me to take the Z Health certifications for free, which was amazing because those are about two or three grand a pop, right? And being a veteran coming out of the military, you know, you don't get a whole lot of spending money. So it was pretty awesome. And so then I started working there with a lot of uh, veterans of PTSD and uh, veterans that just were overall broken because the military does what the military does and breaks you, you know, a lot of anterior movement, a lot of people getting really, uh, a lot of bad backs, knees, shoulders, and not only were able to rehabilitate them, you know, to go back to live with their families and, and cut their medications like by 80%, some of them. Wow. Um, but also, if some of them got to return to duty, they didn't think they'd be able to return to duty. So that was pretty awesome. So, you know, being that you've been in the military and then had to exit the military due to medical, you know, issues and so forth. And we've all heard that kind of the system is broken, especially for vets. So what was your experience going through the VA programs and trying to get yourself healthy uh, to where you weren't in so much pain. What was what was that experience like? What were the areas that you could see room for improvement? Let's say. Um, definitely, it's it's like the normal medical system, right? You go in and they're like, "Here's some pain pills," you know, "Here's some uh, NSAIDs," you know, or some anti-inflammatories, and you, you you take them and you don't feel any better and. And then all of a sudden, I just happened to stumble in to this place called LifeQuest through a captain that was, uh, I was going through, um, it's called rear detachment. 
it's it's a special you know brigade that you're in as you're transitioning out and he was like hey go check this place out and i think there's a huge disconnect between you know not just like chiropractic but also uh training neurological training there's a whole plethora of um different modalities you can do to make yourself better that you know people don't realize exist out there so you know what's your mission because you know really this is all about having a platform for vets and for you know really anybody who's suffering from pain and trauma and and so on to get results and get better so you know what would be the things that you would say need to be fixed the 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 you know the solutions to some of these issues so the solutions definitely is um people that do do like um training um physical you know therapists and stuff like that i think there needs to be better communication that happens between um trainers and that aspect because um I used to work for um, National Personal Training Institute and the owner was like, hey, Ace just wants to know what do you feel would be um, a really good, you know, uh, type of program that they should start to implement. And I was like, you know, it'd be awesome if we could get uh, personal trainers, strength conditioning coaches, corrective exercise specialists to be able to communicate a little bit better with doctors. So I think the communication there is something that needs to be a little bit tweaked and fixed. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the way that that happens, because, you know, as I always tell chiropractors when I'm consulting with them is, you know, you need to train your massage therapist and how to work with you, how to work with their patients in order to support what you're trying to do. Because if you get an adjustment, a half hour to an hour later, you're already back out of place because your muscles are controlling whether you're in place or not. Mm -hmm. So you got to train the therapist who's, who's there to support your patients, not just in a relaxation massage, but in how to specifically work on the anatomy that you need worked on Mm -hmm. in order for you to get the benefit of the work you just did. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that goes the same for being able to tell a personal trainer or a strength and conditioning coach or somebody like that, the same kind of thing. Okay. I have this patient here who is not getting better from my treatments for three years. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe they need something (laughs) different and an add on that doesn't mean not going to the chiropractor or not going to the physical therapist or not going to the massage therapist because this happens no matter what the field is, mm-hmm. right? The personal trainer doesn't necessarily want to send them to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The massage therapist, you know, thinks that they'll, they don't have enough money to work with both of them, you know, both yeah. them and somebody else. And so we're not doing the referrals that really would get the patient better because of our own fears, Fear. right? Yeah. So as, a, as an audience member, you can kind of relate this to your experiences with, being in treatment, being in pain, you go to first doctor and they give you some pills. The pills don't work. So you have to go to somebody else. Did they, did that doctor refer you to the other person or did you have to go find them through your friends and family? Mm -hmm. 
you know, what's the way that you got to them and how do you know then that they're the ones that are going to be able to take care of your specific problem. And that's just an industry-wide, system-wide issue, issue. Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to educate a consumer or a patient or an audience on because it's begun to be incumbent upon you to really do your research on who you're going to. And it really should be a more of a referral system from yeah. one professional expert to another. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're talking about the fear thing, you know, for years, and I've never understood this, sorry, like for a long time, is that a lot of medical doctors will view things like chiropractic, like is almost voodoo. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a real stigma out there. Like, even still, even though, you know, you'll get somebody that comes in, they'll, they'll you know, adjust them, they'll be out of pain and good. Or, you know, such as doing some of the stuff that I do with some of the brain training stuff. They're like, like, I've talked to um, a, a friend of mine who's who's a orthopedic surgeon and just like, eh, you know, just kind of just like brushes it off as voodoo or whatever. But it's like, no, these these are modalities that actually work. And, and it's not like I've seen it with one or two people. Like I've worked with hundreds of patients and all of them generally get something out of it really well. So let's talk a little bit about neuromechanics and how they differ from biomechanics and a little bit more about, you know, how the brain, because most people think I hit my thumb with a hammer, right? My thumb is throbbing. I am, I have pain in my thumb. Yeah. Right. This is the, the process in the brain, right? Or that the thinking brain goes through. Yeah, the thinking right? brain. Yeah. So what is the process in the actual body going through? Okay. And then what's the difference between the neuromechanics, biomechanics, and those kinds of things? Because what what we want to give to the audience is things that they can learn that they can then start to do so that they can change their own world, create a new tomorrow today for themselves. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So the best way I get people to, to distinguish between their actual brain and the thinking brain, right, is I used to work with veterans. Okay. So my, my friend worked with this one guy and he was blown off from the legs, you know, from the hip down, like he had no lower extremities whatsoever. And you'd be working with him, you'd be like, man, I just feel like my toes are being spread apart. Okay, this guy has no legs at all, right? But what's still there? The map in his brain to that lower extremity, right? So another another way I can put this, right, is if I had a, if you're a paraplegic, right, and I took a knife and I stabbed you in the leg, right? You just kind of look at me like I was a jerk, which <laughs> you should, right? But you would not feel any pain. Why? Because there is nothing going to your brain, signaling to your brain, hey, something's going on, right? And basically what the brain does is it does three things, right? It receives information, right? Then it, uh, or, or it gets sent input, right, from your body. Then it receives and decides what to do with it. And then it sends an output, right? And that output is either, you know, I can move my hand through you know, space and time or how that hurts or, you know, glandular functions such as sweat, right, or, or salivating. And if, if the input going in is disrupted, right, it's going to send a poor output, right? 
and, and basically in Z Health, what they call it is a threat bucket, right? So you have, you know, going through your day, you have, you know, stress, you have, you know, all these different things going in, right? Um, maybe bad movement patterns. Um, and if you have enough of that nociceptor information going to your brain, right, or detecting threat, you know, it's going to say, mm, I don't like this. I need to, you know, protect myself a little bit. And that's ultimately what pain is. It's a protective mechanism. I think that's an interesting thing for people to, to understand. Mm-hmm. Pain is a threat mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. P- pain. I mean, your brain makes, makes protects you, right? And a way it protects you is through pain. Right. It's almost counterintuitive. But if I had like, for instance, I'll take, for example, a guy that I've worked with and he had rotator cuff surgery and I, and I worked with him after he was cleared with a physical therapist and everything. He just didn't have full range of motion and he would get to here. Right. And it would hurt. Ow, ow, ow. Right. Well, if he kept going there, what happens? It's kind of like a fly that is in a cage or a frog in a cage jumping jumping hitting the ceiling and then eventually right doesn't want to go above this above that point so you could eventually take away the ceiling and they'll never right. escape right so what, what eventually can happen as well is is a pain loop right so people who are in pain can get really good at being in pain so eventually, you know, it'll get to where you can't move it here, and then you can't move it here, then you can't move it here. So all, all, we, all I do with him, right, is, is I started doing just little motions that didn't hurt, right? And then eventually it's like, oh, and then he's able to go higher and then higher and then higher, right? Because I reduced that threat to his brain, right, that said something's going on there and I don't like it, right? Because he was moving in pain-free ranges of motion. He goes, oh, that's, that's okay. And, you know, there's obviously some strength and stability that can be built up there too as well. But ultimately, it's, it's what's going on up here, right? How threatened is this? Right. And, you know, the, the thing that they don't understand is happening is when they're going forward like that, your diaphragm is here. Yeah. Your heart is here. Your lungs are here. And you start crunching these down. You don't have as much deep ability to breathe deep. Mm-hmm. Your organs start getting crunched on and yep. squeezed on and they can't function as readily yeah. and availably as normal function would be. Right. So, you know, everything is connected. Everything. And we we really need to get that, you know, both for our physical bodies, for the systems that we create, the environment we create, everything is connected. There's a great uh, show series that uh, I just watched on Netflix called Connected. And it's all about how the, the world is interconnected. Oh, wow. It's a great series if anybody gets an opportunity to watch yeah, it because it literally goes through like how the Sahara, how the sand in the Sahara blows with the wind and, uh, and is the fertilizer basically has the nutrients and the whatever to grow all the plants in the Amazon, oh, wow. right? In, I mean, South America, like sand, from here blows to there. How does the sand also help to stop hurricanes? Right. You know, I mean, the interconnectivity wow. of the universe and of the world, yeah. of the earth, of nature is so vast. Yeah. And when we screw with it, like we've done 
in so many ways, and mm-hmm. especially the last hundred years, mm-hmm. when we screw with nature, nature will screw back with us. <laughs> and we're, we've been getting the hard end of the screwing at this point. So is the money more important or is the screwing we're getting more important? Because we're allowing the screwing to happen for the gain of money, mm-hmm. which is something we made up in our heads. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Something that's not so real. Right. So I'm just giving you guys a little bit to think about here. You know, we'll, we'll, we're going to end the call. You gave some great tips, Chris. Awesome. Um, where can people get a hold of you if, if they wanted to fly out to Colorado so, and uh, enjoy the snow and, and beautiful mountain uh, air? Mountain air. Uh, so you can go to www.kgmaxfitness.com. It's K-G-M-A-X fitness.com. And you can find me there. You can find, you know, where I work and, and my phone and all that to schedule if you want. Sounds good. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. This has been another great episode of Create a New Tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich. And, you know, just remember the world is interconnected. What we do makes a difference and what we don't do makes a difference. And the things that we know are that our mind creates our movement, Mm -hmm. both emotionally as well as physically. Physically, And if you want your mind and your emotions and your body to work in sync and work more effectively and efficiently, work on those visual keys, you know, work on that direction, work on your balance. You know, I have my son doing these great balance exercises, like walking heel to toe on a straight line of the tile. He's six years old. Oh, wow. We're building his balance up nice. after a head trauma. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult. You can try it. Go, you know, look at a line on, on your floor, a grout line or something like that yeah. and heel to toe and try to walk on that straight line without falling over. And then heel to toe while looking forward and turning your head. See, again, some great, great tips. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. And this has been another episode. We are out.